Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Welcome in. I'm so happy to be back in the state of Montana. So happy to be with you. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, and we're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Uh, a long weekend, a hectic weekend, but a really, really fun weekend. A lot of disappointing parts about the experience on the trip to Texas, and I'm not just talking about the result of the FCS National Championship game. Uh, but also just the way that the NCAA handled that event and some of the uh, lackluster elements of the presentation and all of it. We're going to get into all of it, but I promise I'm not just going to sit and complain because there was also other parts of it that made it one of the most fun and awesome weekends of my life. I've been covering Montana State football for uh, going on 11 years now, and uh, 
covering the big sky for about 15 and love covering the cats, love covering the Grizz, love the experiences that both programs were able to bring me and my family uh, this fall. And uh, it was a fun one uh, in Frisco. I hope someday that that both the Montana fan bases get to experience that again, uh, both for the Grizz and the Cats. But what an outstanding showing by Montana State just in terms of the alumni and supporters that were there. That was certainly the best part of the whole weekend is just hearing from all of you out there that, that follow Big Sky Conference football and that love sports in the state of Montana that were there and gave us all your, your feedback and all the things uh, that you, you like that we're doing here at ESPN Radio as well as Skyline Sports. And it was awesome just seeing everybody, seeing just the reunion that it was. You know, I saw guys that played for the Cats dating all the way back to the 76 team uh, that won the national championship uh, and a bunch of guys from the 84 team, some guys from the early 2000s when Travis Lule was leading the way and a ton of guys that have played in the last couple of years. I probably ran into 200 guys that I had seen uh, or that, excuse me, that I had covered over the years. And that's what's so great about gatherings like that. I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably never go out of my way to see almost any of those guys only just because that's how life works. But it's so great to see them and see what they're doing you know, 10, 12 years later after their playing careers get done. And so that was an awesome um, time in Texas, although the game, not very fun, uh, not very exciting because Tommy Malott, Montana State's upstart phenom freshman quarterback from Butte, suffered a really bad ankle injury on Montana State's first offensive possession and did not return to the game. That is certainly not the only reason Montana State lost that game, 38-10. to 10. In fact, I would rank it far down the list of reasons Montana State got blown out by NDSU. And the number one reason is North Coast State's just that freaking good. I don't know who's going to ever beat that team. I don't know how they're going to catch them. Uh, but we're going to get to that here uh, in today's show. Ton to get to today. I got all sorts of... Uh, Sound bites from the post-game press conference. Montana State head coach Brett Vegan, North Dakota State head coach Matt Entz, MSU safety Ty Okada, MSU running back Isaiah Fonse. We'll hear from all four of those guys uh, throughout this first hour of the show. One more for the road, the Montana football hour. Uh, pretty cool that we've been able to do Montana football hours from the Big Sky kickoff in July, the last weekend of July, all the way through here as we sit in Missoula, Montana on January 10th. That's a lot of Big Sky uh, coverage. That's a lot of Montana football hours for you. But we'll get to all things National Championship game, both from what happened on the field as well as uh, my experience uh, as a media member and just uh, congregating with so many people uh, from a different part of the country, whether they were NDSU followers or Montana State followers, sort of a convergence of cultures uh, in a different part of the world. I thought it was interesting to observe and certainly fun to be a part of. We're also going to talk a little bit about the FCS uh, postseason national awards. Um, neither of the young men from Montana, Kalispell native Patrick O'Connell, who's an outside linebacker for the Montana Grizzlies, and Dylan product Troy Anderson, an inside linebacker for Montana State. Both those guys finalists for the Buck Buchanan Award given to the top uh, defensive player in the football championship subdivision. Neither one of them win the award. Uh, astounding. Maybe the biggest surprise of the weekend. I did not su- expect uh, Montana State to get blown out on the football field like they did. I also did not really, I shouldn't say I didn't expect them to win because I did think that if Montana State could carry the momentum of, of one of the great hot streaks the FCS playoffs has seen, probably in the last 10 years, pro- probably in the history of the FCS playoffs dating back to 1978, but certainly one of the great hot streaks in the last 10 years and certainly one of the best runs by a Big Sky team since this uh, rise of North Dakota State loss. So I, I or, uh, began, I, I, I guess. Um, I, I just think that 
for Montana State to be there and the way that they got there, it's not as I didn't expect them to win, but once you saw the game start to play out, NDSU has no peer at this level. We're going to get into all of the reasons why. Uh, the, the enforcement, uh, the reinforcement of everything I knew to be true about NDSU, and now even with way less headliners and, and way more um, of an of a all-for-one, one-for-all mentality, NDSU still remains the same, just dominating nine national championships in the last 10 years. So we'll get through all of that in the first hour here on the Montana Football Hour. And then hour number two, we're going to talk NFL. We're going to talk FBS National Championship game, which tonight we have the FBS National Championship game for you right here on ESPN Radio. Roll right into it uh, right after this show is done. And uh, Alabama-Georgia for all the marbles. This is a powerhouse showdown. Definitely the two most talented teams in the country and uh, two teams with a lot of history. So we'll talk that with Coach Marty as well as what a wild week 18 in the NFL. The first week 18 in the league's history. All sorts of playoff berths were up for grabs, and we had all sorts of wild finishes. And now here we are on a Monday, and it's crazy how this how, how cutthroat that business is, man. Heads are already rolling. Brian Flores out as the head coach for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, there's all sorts of speculation that a couple other uh, seats might come open. Yesterday, they didn't even wait till Monday. Yesterday, the Broncos fired uh, Vic Fangio, and then today, my Minnesota Vikings made a change. They fired... Uh, a whole bunch of people on the staff, including head coach uh, Mike Zimmer, and then also Matt Nagy fired as the head coach uh, of the Chicago Bears as well. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. I did have a chance to drink my Florence coffee on Friday because I was on the way to Dallas and then Frisco, Texas for the FCS National Championship. But I need this Florence coffee as much as ever. It was a fun weekend, but it was a long weekend. Not a lot of sleep. Had a little travel pr- trouble getting back, but we're here, and uh, we're excited to be here with you, and we're excited that Forrest Coffee was able to give me a little pick-me-up. Also, appreciate our guy, Andrew Houghton. I was able to take most of uh, our squad from Skyline Sports down to Frisco, and uh, it was a great pleasure spending the weekend with Tom Stuber, who's one of our writers, as well as uh, Blake Hempstead, Jason Bocci, and my brother, Brooks Nuanez. Who are all three of them are on the sidelines taking photos. So many good photos, so much good content. So stay tuned for that. SkylineSportsMT.com. We're going to have a couple photo galleries for you throughout the week and a couple more feature stories, both uh, wrapping up the Bobcat season. Also, been working on a commentary piece on the Grizz. But also, got to say thanks to Andrew. He was not in uh, Texas with us, but he was in Bozeman yesterday. A rivalry basketball game between Montana, Montana State, and uh, MSU, the men. They pull out their first victory in the rivalry since 2017 and only their, I, I think, second victory in more than a decade against Montana. So good win by Danny Sprinkle and his crew. I appreciate Andrew uh, for being there and shooting the game uh, for us. But because of that, that means that we have an illustrious return. I'm not the only one that's drinking coffee here. Uh, I got my main guy, Tommy Coffee, a.k.a. 
former producer, and I guess he still runs the show around here at ESPN. Let's be honest. Yeah, I'm the puppet master behind <laughs> everything. It's so true. And that's not even sarcastic, no, man. No, it's not at all, actually. It's actually 100% true. Tommy's not even tuning his own horn. Uh, we couldn't even have anything on the radio if it wasn't for Tommy. So, uh, You know what's funny about that? Let me just tell you what's the funniest part of that, Coulter. <laughs> Since I've taken a, a, a step away from producing this show and yep. pushing the buttons every single day, you've actually focused on true sports more than ever because I'm not here to derail the thing. Right. You have such a wonderful producer in Andrew Houghton. I called up from Reserve Street last week because <laughs> I yep. wanted to joke about some different stuff and just have a little fun. And uh, Andrew picks up the phone here in the studio, one of the six lines, and he picks mine. Yep. And he said, and I'm like, hey, man, put me on uh, with Coulter. You know, I, I just want to mess with him. And he goes, Tommy, I'm not doing that. <laughs> We're going into bits. We got people yeah, in the studio. Yeah. I, 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 there's no time for that. And I have never been shut down ever before like that. So it's good to be here with the freedom of this microphone, Coulter. I, I love it. Anything could happen over the next two hours. I, I love it. I love having you back in the chair. Have you ever been to Texas? I've never been to Texas. Mm, okay, because you really enjoy Vegas. Well, I used to. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you kind of had a you kind of had a heartache this last well, time. Well, huh? we had a full on breakup, but we, you, again, <laughs> I, there's no room for that on this show. Don't worry, Andrew. I won't talk about it. <laughs> it's so funny. All right. Well, well, we'll get around to some of more of a Tommy's casino stories throughout the rest of this first hour here. But let's dive into it. It's the Montana Football Hour. It's presented by the Advocates. Uh, if you get in some sort of car accident or you have any sort of personal injury, you need somebody to advocate for you, the advocates, they're your go-to. It's also presented in part as it has been all fall by Stockman Bank. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking. If you want to be a part of this conversation here on Nuanas Now, you want to call us, text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. You can also always stream the show, 1029ESPN.com. And that's also our text line. That's right. You can text us, and Tommy can get those texts, forward them right along to uh, us. You want to be a part of the conversation? What did you think of Montana State's showing, uh, or I guess some would say no show in the national championship game on Saturday? Uh, what do you think of just the effect that this has on the Big Sky Conference and the rivalry in the state? Let us know. Call us. Text us, 406-888-1029. First and foremost, um, I loved every second that we spent in Texas Besides probably the four hours I spent at Toyota Stadium, and very little of my disappointment in my experience has anything to do with the actual football game. The football game itself was a stinker. It was not competitive. North Dakota State ran rough shot all over MSU. Bison ran, ran for almost 400 yards, 382 to be specific. Had averaged almost 10 yards per carry, and uh, they were up 21 nothing five seconds into the second quarter, and uh, up 28 nothing at halftime. And up 35-0 at the, uh, after one possession in the second half. So not a very competitive football game. Uh, that made for a lot of different dynamics that played out within the stadium. We'll get to that in just a little while. Uh, but quite honestly, nothing went Montana State's way. It was a rainy day. Uh, it was pouring rain in the morning, and then it became sort of a drizzle with a little mist in the air. And that's just, that's just a, a fact. I'm not saying that favored or didn't favor one team. There was no advantage or disadvantage there but rain on a bermuda grass soccer field is not good i mean it's not it's going to decline the level of football period just across the board not just um for one side or the other so that was disappointing but nothing you can do about that you can't change the weather that's just it is what it is but then i thought the turf had, had a big effect on the way that the game played out opening kickoff 
North Dakota State's kicker fell flat on his back because he slipped so bad, and that was just the first of many slips. Then about four minutes into the game, Tommy Malak gets hurt, the transcendent and uh, virtuoso star for the Bobcats who had taken the state of Montana and, quite honestly, the national landscape at the FCS level by storm. A guy didn't even start a game in the regular season. Takes over as the starter at quarterback as a freshman and uh, goes 3-0, and leads Montana State to a couple of the largest, a couple of the biggest wins in their school's history. A 42-19 win over top-ranked and defending national champ Sam Houston and then a 31-14 win over South Dakota State on December 18th in Bozeman to help MSU punch that ticket to the national championship. Well, he got rolled up on, on a, a third down attempt run. Looked like a, a quintessential high ankle sprain to me. Uh, that's an injury that's just incredibly hard to come back from in the moment because it just robs you of your explosiveness so much. And that injury then led to a couple uh, what I thought knee-jerk decisions. I thought Montana State panicked a little bit when they knew their guy at quarterback was out. And uh, they went for a fake field goal that turned into a, a quick kick, but the quick kick went into the end zone, and North Dakota State mounted a touchdown drive right after that. Um with Tucker Rovig in the game, Montana State's offense didn't really have much of a flow. There was not really any sort of uh, ability to press the perimeter, and NDSU just feasted. They were able to slow down Isaiah Fonse in the Bobcat run game, force Rovig into throwing shots over the top, which he did hit a couple, including one to Lance McCutcheon. Uh, McCutcheon, the Bozeman product, a senior. He went over 100 yards in this game, so that was a bright spot for MSU. And uh, McCutcheon also broke MSU's single-season record for receiving yards, uh, surpassing Joe Bignell. That's a record that stood uh, since 1984. So McCutcheon ended up with about three, uh, 1,180 and change uh, for his uh, senior season. So way to go out on top for him. That was a bright spot. But uh, then the hits just kept coming. MSU missed a field goal, and then Tucker Rovick threw a pick. In between that, Cody Johnson hit a 76-yard touchdown that really broke it open. And uh, then Hunter Lepke, the young man from uh, NDSU was named the most outstanding player in the game. He started running wild. He had three touchdowns in the first half, and uh, he was one of many uh, striking elements of this game. We're going to get into the gap between Montana State and North Dakota State in a little while, but we're going to get to some of this sound first because uh, we have a couple uh, different sound bites to play, yeah. Um, But all of those things I just said that were things that did not go in Montana State's favor. None of it would have mattered. Now, I think that even if Tommy Mallott was was healthy, I still think that North Dakota State was several touchdowns better than Montana State. Their offensive line is ridiculous. Uh, no matter who they lose or who graduates or who goes to the NFL, who gets drafted as a top 100 pick, they just keep on rolling. It, it, does, it has not mattered if North Dakota State graduates a guy like Brock Jensen and went on to play for the Miami Dolphins, a seventh-round draft pick. Because who do they got waiting in the wings? Carson Wentz. doesn't matter if they graduate Carson Wentz, who went on to be the number two overall pick in the NFL draft. They got Easton Stick. Easton Stick basically goes undefeated in his career as a starter, leads them to multiple national championships. Fifth-round draft pick by the, the San Diego and now Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, you lose Easton Stick? Who do you got next? Trey Lance, who's now the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers and the guy who was the number three overall pick. But the quarterbacks is only part of the lineage because North Dakota State has had linemen after linemen after linemen that have gone to the league. They are linemen you. I mean, it is one of, if not the best schools for offensive line development and sending them to the NFL that there ever has been. And so uh, Montana State, I'll put it like this. Montana State has one of the best defensive fronts and one of the best front sevens in the country. And uh, those two elements of their team, two of the most talented units that I've ever seen in my career covering football, 
yet they still got pushed around. They still got knocked off the ball. They still could not stop A-gap power. Uh, they had no answers. And so I, even though there was a, month, a bunch of misfortune for, for MSU, I still think that this game, uh, just like every season for the last 10 years, it belonged to MSU, uh, to NDSU, excuse me. And uh, the Bison, they just keep on rolling. They just, they cannot, th- there's nothing that's getting in their way. And I, I just I want to know when it's going to end, and we're going to get into that in a little while. But first, here on the on is Now, the Montana Football Hour, let's hear for Brett Vegan, Montana State head football coach. He was coaching in the game for the first time since 2013. The last time he was in this game in Frisco, he was on the other sideline. He was the offensive coordinator at North Dakota State, which also happens to be his alma mater. So definitely an emotional day and an emotional game for, for Brett Vegan. Uh, all sorts of people that he knew from his past that he still knows now in attendance. Uh, some of his thoughts following MSU's 38-10 to loss to North Dakota State in the 2021 FCS National Championship game. First off, I want to congratulate North Dakota State. Um, you know, they were the better team for sure today. Uh, you know, we're able to play their brand of uh, brand of football. Um, grab the momentum really quick, and you know, we were able we were never uh, able to get to get it back. And at the same time, I, I want to um, express a great deal of appreciation for our guys. Our guys continued to battle and, and fight, and in particular, our, our group of. Uh, you know, fifth and sixth year guys that are, are going to be taking the pads off um, for the last time um, today. And, you know, we have 16 guys that uh, play a lot of different roles on this team, but, uh, you know, through a lot of things, they led, they led the way. And, and, you know, they've taken Bobcat football to another level. Um, and our intent was not just to get here. Uh, so it leaves a, a very sour taste in your your mouth. It um, it hurts a lot. Our guys put a lot into this um, for a long time. You know, uh, they didn't play in 2020 and didn't play in the spring of 21. Um, and you know, it's it's a it's an unbelievable group of young men that will do great things. You know, no matter where they they head off to, and they'll always be. That's going to be special to me, um, and they're always going to be a, a real special group to this program. There's no question. So you describe, you know, NDSU getting the, the momentum early. How hard is it to slow them down once they kind of get their run game rolling so early in the game? Well, it proved to be really challenging today. Um, you know, by no means did we make them uh, one-dimensional. By no means did we put a lot of pressure on their quarterback to make plays, and I thought, in the, you know those instances when it was still a back and forth affair, I thought he made some plays. Uh, so uh, credit to them, but yeah, the ball got uh, rolling and it was really hard for us to stop it today. Well, um, the, the sequence of events that happened on that that first one, um, I, I knew I knew Tommy got hurt to play before. I think we were sitting in about a fourth and four. We were kind of right on. Uh, we were with probably within within Blake's. Um, Range, um, you know, but it was a it was a two way play and it didn't work out for us. Um, and then you know we certainly didn't want to kick it into the end zone, but you know that one didn't that one didn't work out. Um, you know, I, I think the one you'd be referring to uh, fourth and short. I, I can't recall what the score was at that time. You know, the, the way that 
that worked out. I think Lance was the guy that Tucker went after. He he liked the matchup. Um, it was a it was a run pass scenario. He just uh, you know if you're going to do that, you got to give Lance a chance to make a play on the ball, and he, and he I don't think he did in that sequence. So he had two plays that didn't go um, go our way. We wanted to be uh, aggressive in this this game and knew that it would it would take some plays of that making to you know to come out on top and unfortunately it didn't work out coach you brought up about your seniors who will soon be graduating i wanted to go with with that to you what do you hope that they take out of this while playing football and move on to the rest of their lives whatever they may do well, you know, if if you have a really positive um, college athletics experience, um, in this case, football for these guys, really, really feel like it can it can something you can fall back to on a daily basis, whether that's um, in your line of work. Um, with your family, and when you have a you know a positive experience like I think our our guys have had. Um, you know, it's sky's the limit as far as what that can do for you. Um, playing the sport of football and being part of the the makeup and the fabric of of what a team means is is something that's um, I think often like misunderstood in our society. It's um, it's unlike anything else. It's the ultimate team sport. Um, the lessons you learn about perseverance, about teamwork. Um, you can't get a lot of places, so I, I hope that answered your question. But I, these guys, you know, had a amazing experience while they're at Montana State. They've, I think the 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 bar has been set really high as far as what we're looking for in our, our leaders. Um, and you know, I think our guy, our young guys, can you know can follow that direction. And you know, I I, I know this group of guys, these these seniors are, are going to be very successful at whatever they choose to do. Oh, you know, 11 months, I think, on the dot from when I got hired. It was February 8th. Um, I think just the transformation of being in that, that Hall of Fame room and, and looking at a bunch of wide-eyed guys that uh, were willing to listen. Um, willing to trust, uh, willing to buy in. I think that's that's going to be it. It's... It was. It's been a. It's been a crazy eleven months. A wild ride, but just appreciate them so much. Brent Vegan, Montana State head football coach, following his team's thirty-eight to ten loss to North Dakota State, Frisco, Texas, on Saturday afternoon. It's Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is the Montana Football Hour. Uh, coach Vegan, uh, certainly and understandably, uh, very emotional there. Um, I thought the most poignant part of the scene, at least for me as somebody that's been around the Montana State program, uh, was the end of the game and sort of the the finality that set in because uh, this group of Bobcat seniors, uh, a unique one that will never be, uh, never have a compare, not not necessarily just in success, uh, but just in ex- total overall experience because so many of these guys were in school for five and six years together. Um, that's a pretty close bond, and you know you go through everything they've went through. From, you know, the pandemic, which everybody had to navigate, but, you know, different circumstances for every program, to losing a beloved head coach in Jeff Choate, to then uh, all of the things that followed with Brett Vegan being hired and a spring, a spring ball riddled by injuries 
and uh, then a, a close loss to Wyoming, and then a nine-game winning streak, and then getting your butts kicked in Missoula, and Vegan have the the gusto and, and the courage to bench Matt McKay and go with the upstart freshman and Tommy Mallott, and then the way that that caused a domino effect yeah, for Montana State to get as hot as they did and get into the national championship game. It was a it was an unbelievable story. I know we debated some of the best stories in Montana, and I don't want to necessarily say you know just one loss knocks the the whole narrative down a notch, but it does, and it also reinforces the narrative that's been going for a, for ten years now, and that is that North Dakota State has no peer. Uh, but t- a text from one of our, our good friends of, the, of this show, Kyle Sample, he, he said, I still think that the, the 1995 Grizz and that run to the championship um, was probably the best hot streak that we've seen from a Montana school. And you have to say it is, uh, considering that Montana took home the championship that year. Uh, but still, it's nothing to take away from what was an outstanding run uh, by MSU. They just ran into a brick wall. The brick wall has been partially built by Matt Entz. He's the head coach for NDSU, and he now has national championships in his first two fall seasons, it doesn't matter if it's Craig Bull or Chris Kleiman or now Entz, NDSU seems to always have the right guy in place. They used to, they seem to always maintain the same culture, the same standard of winning, and uh, they did it again. They, they dismantled a really good Montana State team and uh, made the game into a no contest before it was even probably 35 minutes old. Pretty crazy. Here's Matt Entz following his team's national championship game victory. All the credit goes to our coaching staff, uh, to our administration, President Rashani, Matt Larson. Our players did an unbelievable job over the course of the last year, I should say, but most importantly, the last three weeks of just getting locked into the details, coming ready to work every day, um, and enjoying one another. Uh, I think that's the thing that I get most excited about when I think about this group of kids. And... uh, that was a good win. That was a good football team on the other sideline. Brent does a great job. You can tell his impact in that program. But uh, it was going to be hard to hard to beat the Bison today, especially when you have guys like Cordell Volts and Jackson Hankey, Hunter Lipke. Cam Miller continues to get better. You know, my message to him today was be the best Cam Miller you can be. Um, so many people... You know, want to know who's going to be the next Carson Wentz or Trey Lance or Easton Stick. No, I, I need Cam Miller to be the best Cam Miller he can be. Same with Quincy Patterson. And, and those two young men, uh, the way they share the room, the way they work together, uh, along with Coach Hedberg, is, is unbelievable. And I think it just shows the, the servant leadership and the bison pride that, that fills our program. Uh, Coach, just start with Hunter Lipke's first touchdown run. It looks like he kind of went into the contact when he probably could have went in the end zone. Did, is it just like a tone setter when you have a guy who runs as, as physical as Hunter does? Well, yeah, of course it is. I think it's a tone setter when you have a uh, five offensive linemen, you got your crew chiefs, your tight ends, and, uh, you know, I know it's it's intangible and you can't measure it, but we want to lead the country in physicality. And when you have a back like that, uh, it sure helps. Every season is different. And you can never judge the same way. So for you, now that you the title's secured, what can you define this team for this season? Well, I you know, I I, I spoke to someone earlier today. The the common word that came up before we walked out for the game from our captains and from our seniors was the word love. And I think these kids appreciate one another. They appreciate the energy. Uh, they appreciate the hard work. Uh, and you know, it's 
it's all about their teammates. This isn't a limelight. This isn't a spotlight program. You're not coming here to to be the guy and have gaudy stats. You're coming here to win and, and hopefully win championships and get a degree. So I, I think just the the camaraderie that this group had. We've been practicing football for a year, so it. It is a unique group. Um, they've probably practiced 200 days in the last year, and we've spent a lot of time with them as coaches. They've spent a lot of time with us and our families, and I think that, that closeness and that tight-knitness that we've created helped us get to where we were today. You guys are so consistently excellent on the offensive line, and you guys dominated one of the best defensive fronts in the country today. How important was that today, but also how do you maintain so much consistent domination uh, in that element of the game? Well, it, you know, winning line of scrimmage is critical for us in every game, and that's one of our emphasis that we have going into every game. We have to, again, lead the country in physicality. We're going to do that with our O-line and D-line. we got great depth in those two position groups. Uh, I think we're probably one of the few teams in the country that celebrates O-line. O-linemen are our cult heroes in, in Fargo, North Dakota. Cordell, everyone knows who 67 is. And um, we celebrate those guys. We lean on those guys. And I've said it a hundred times, and I'll keep saying it. This program's built on our O-line and playing good defense. And if we can do those two things, we have an opportunity to win every game. Matt Entz, the head coach for the North Dakota State Bison, his team. Victorious 38 to 10 over Montana State Saturday afternoon in Frisco, Texas. One piece of one more piece of sound to get to, so we'll roll right into it. It's Ty Okada. He's certainly going to be a captain of the Bobcats next year. He was a junior this year, all Big Sky safety, and one of the toughest guys in the Big Sky Conference and in the FCS. And also just a very articulate leader. Here's what Ty had to say following his team's season-ending loss. I'm I'm really just you know I'm I'm thankful and fortunate that. God has put me in the position and our team in this position to be here. And I also want to take this opportunity to thank all of our seniors that have had a huge impact on our team and, and turning this thing around and, and really just building what we we will as you know seniors to be will will continue to do. So first Tyrell Thomas, Trey Webb, Amandre Williams, Nate Stewart, Tucker Rovig, Troy Anderson, Tatum Gilman, Chase Benson, Daniel Hardy. Ryan Davis, Taylor Tuiasasopo, Dylan Porter, Lewis Kidd, Peyton Hanser, Lance McCutcheon, Kyle Rigg, Byron Rollins. I just want to say thank you to you guys. You, you've had such an impact on my life and an impact on this team. And you really set the standard on how you should be as men outside of football as well as football players. So thank you. This just leaves a bad taste in your mouth and it, you know, it breeds a little fire in you to, you know, take that into the off season and get back right here and Take care of business next time. Got a junior safety for Montana State. Uh, articulate guy. Love having him on the show. Uh, he sat down with me a couple times this year, and uh, he was basically like a co-host. He's a he's an awesome guy to talk to, and Montana State's lucky to have him coming back uh, for his senior year. It is the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. More. On our trip to Texas, including what was among the most Bush League press accommodations I've ever experienced in my career, bar none. Very disappointing. Shame on you, NCAA. Got to be better than that. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. 
the ninth time in the last 10 fall seasons, North Dakota State Bison are the kings of the FCS world. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Saturday in Frisco, Texas, North Dakota State dismantled Montana State, posting a 38-10 victory over a Bobcat squad, making their first national championship game appearance in 37 years. NDSU rushed for 380 yards, and Hunter Lepke scored three first-half touchdowns to help NDSU to a 28-0 halftime lead. And by the time Montana State got on the board, the Bison already had a five-score lead. Lepke, a junior in-state product, rushed for 84 yards to spearhead a rushing attack that averaged nearly 10 yards per carry, and Montana State could never find its footing following an injury to starting quarterback Tommy Malott. Lepke was named the outstanding player of the FCS national title game as North Dakota State moved to 9-0 in Frisco, Texas, and claimed its ninth national championship since 2011. Montana State graduates 16 seniors, including All-Americans like Troy Anderson, Lewis Kidd, and Daniel Hardy. The Bobcats finished the 2021 season with 12 victories. And finally, for the first time since 2017, Montana State defeated rival Montana on the basketball court. MSU's men's basketball team posted a 66-59 win over the Grizz in Bozeman for their first rivalry win in nine outings. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. I love this bar. What up, Montana? Welcome back. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. It is the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas Now. Can't believe we're still doing Montana Football Hours. That's what we do during football season for the first hour of each Monday's show. Uh, but we are also going to have this Montana Sports Hour always the first Monday of every, uh, or the first hour of every Monday show, excuse me. Um, because we're going to roll into Montana basketball hour starting next week, and then we'll go back into the football hour during spring football, and then it'll just be a general Montana sports hour throughout uh, the first couple months of the summer, and then back right into football in July again. And that is thanks in part to the advocates. There's snow on the road, cold temperatures, and distracted driving is a recipe for disaster. If you've been injured in an accident and it wasn't your fault, you're not alone. The the advocates are on your side and will handle the details of your case. So all you need to do is relax and get better. No need to stress. Call the advocates. Doesn't cost you a dime, so you have nothing to lose. Call today, 406-640-4444. That's 640-4444. We just made it back from Frisco, Texas, Montana State, on the wrong side of a 38-10 to 10 loss to North Dakota State, the Bison, the national champions for the ninth time in the last 10 years. And uh, I said this earlier as sort of teasing what we're going to talk about now, but I, I was incredibly uh, humbled by the experience of being in Texas and seeing so many people that have followed so much of our content throughout the years. It's so awesome talking to everybody, and then the reunion element of this was tremendous, and uh, I loved seeing everybody. And so anybody and everybody out there that I did see, appreciate you coming and saying hi. It was awesome hearing from all of you and uh, loved being around everybody. And I thought it was a phenomenal showing by Montanans in general. And uh, MSU Faithful, they were strong in Frisco, Texas, very fun. But almost the entire time I was at Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas, was a disappointment uh, from the fact that there was a huge traffic jam a couple hours before the game on the freeway 
Uh, by the way, we would not have been able to get there in any sort of early fashion if it wasn't for our Uber driver who happened to be a professional soccer agent as well. And the stadium, Toyota Stadium, is a soccer stadium. It's the MLS team's stadium there in Dallas. So he knew a back way, and he dropped us around on the backside. But then uh, the struggle began. The credential window uh, was difficult to find, and when we did find it, it was not open. There was no way to get your credentials. We had to go find this secret little media entrance Okay, that's all good. You can say part of that is just me being scatterbrained or whatever. But the fact of the matter was it was not fluent or efficient, but that was only the beginning. You walk into Toyota Stadium, and they had a high school football game on the Jumbotron that I I don't think very many people in the stadium cared about at all. And uh, it was just blasting so loud, and you couldn't hear anything. And then we realized where our press seats are, and they're on the second floor of that stadium, which was fine. Our seats were right on the 50. That was fine. But press row happened to be in the winner's club, which is the bar at the stadium. So then by the time you have a game that gets out of hand where it's 28 nothing at halftime, that bar is very full. And it made it so that you couldn't really hear anything. You couldn't really concentrate on your work. I thought it was very unprofessional. There was no press food. Uh, and, I, again, I'm not just sitting here begging for free handouts, but usually when it's an NCAA-sanctioned event, they usually at least try to roll out at least a square of the red carpet for you, and they didn't at all. I, th- I thought that everything from uh, the turf, which was a mess. It wasn't even really turf. It's Bermuda grass with a little bit of synthetic in there, and it was torn to pieces by the end of, this, uh, by the, end of the game. I thought the access to the bathrooms was tough and all that. I, I, I guess what I'm saying is the overall experience as a media member was, was not great. And uh, I know we got... Now, uh, one of my guys who was on the trip with me, Tom Stuber, he's a longtime sports writer here in the state of Montana. We determined that he'd been covering the Cats in some form or fashion, dating all the way all the way back to 1992 uh, over the weekend. We spent a lot of time together this weekend. Uh, but, Tom, thanks so much for calling in. Thanks for listening today. I know you had some thoughts on the way that this whole thing went down as well, not necessarily an uh, ideal setting for us in the media. Hey, thanks, Coulter, and thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, the only thing you missed there, is uh, that the uh, the roster or whatever the of players had the depth chart with Matt McKay as the starting quarterback for Montana State, and uh, then I noticed that uh, you know a lot of folks that were sitting around us didn't seem to be working either. So, <laughs> but that was just a couple things, I guess. What do you think of the game? Because I know you and I sat there and kind of sort of took it all in. But now that you've had a couple uh, days to think about it, I know that uh, obviously Tommy Malak getting hurt, very disappointing for any and everybody that was following that game. It seemed to really take the wind out of the sails for the Cats. But otherwise, though, Montana State kind of got pushed around, and that was kind of startling to watch. So I mean, what did you think overall? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, obviously the Malat, the Malat, Malat injury Sorry, was, uh, was a tough one for MSU. Um, you know, and they really look like they, uh, you know, and really look like it affected the whole team. But, uh, you know, that said, there's just no question that, you know, NDSU is, you know, awesome, an awesome, awesome football team. And they uh, took it to MSU, and it wasn't really even close, obviously. And the Cats just, you know, they didn't have an answer. And, you know, and they didn't really respond well to it. It didn't look like. I think you've talked about that a little bit, too. Um, and I just went from after he got hurt and just seeing the writing on the wall. I mean, within a within a few minutes, you knew that game was, was you know, pretty much over. And I felt bad, you know, for the fans. You know, the folks drove, or a lot of them drove. Most of them flew, but there were a ton. There were way more fans there than I expected. And, and it was a great showing, and, and it was just too bad, I, you know. 
<clears throat> I felt as bad for the fans as I did the players. So just a tough deal for everybody. Well, aside from all of the disappointments that did accompany the game, it was a great pleasure having you down there, man. So I appreciate you listening. Thanks so much for calling in, and uh, great trip being alongside you. So thanks so much for coming with us. All right, Colter. Thanks for having me. Tom Stuber, SkylineSportsMT.com. Appreciate Tom for calling in. Always fun uh, to have Tom listening in and, and uh, coming along for the ride, and he, he did a great job helping us out with all of our uh, Big Sky Conference coverage uh, this fall. I don't want to waste too much time dwelling on it. I just uh, I thought that this the, the NCAA Frisco's been a good place for the FCS championship because North Dakota State has basically been. I mean, they call it Fargo South, and that's been what it's been. And NDSU hasn't really played another team that brought a substantial fan base. And I thought that when I've been down there to cover it, when just the Bison, I went there to cover it, Bison and Eastern Washington. There was a couple thousand Eastern people there, but it was overwhelmingly North Dakota State folks all over the place. And in that scenario, it, it, it was good just because it can handle that one formative fan base. I thought most of the places we went and most of the experiences we had, they were sort of overrun because there was probably about 10,000 more people than usually descend upon Frisco for this game this time around. That's a big influx of population for just a little suburb like that. And so, you know, from the fact that the grass and the, and the, the way that the stadium is, is configured is for soccer and not football, I, th- I think that that plus the fact that it's been in, in Frisco for 10 years, it's been a fine run and certainly accommodating for, for one sizable fan base. But with James Masson moving on, Sam Houston moving on, and up to the FBS, I just don't know how much more sustainable Frisco is. I, I think that, you know, if there was a scenario where Montana State or Montana get back there against NDSU, <laughs> or heaven forbid, a scenario in which Montana and Montana State play the national championship, I, say, I only say heaven forbid for everybody's health and well-being. That would be phenomenal from a media perspective. That would be our dream come true at Skyline Sports and ESPN Missoula. But uh, I don't know. I, I, just, I thought that there was, there was definitely some, some issues with, with the fact. I had never been to one of these when there was one of the other big-time fan bases there. And uh, I thought that there was just it wasn't nearly as smooth as it should or could be. That said, it was a great testament to all the Bobcat people that did show up because I thought that uh, I thought it was a great showing on behalf of the state of Montana. It is the Montana Football Hour. Here on ESPN Radio, you're listening to Nuanas Now, your favorite daily sports radio show. Injured and stressed out about an accident, the advocates want you to be able to rest and get back on your feet physically, emotionally, mentally, and financially. So give them a call, 406-640-4444. You pay nothing to talk with an attorney, so there's no risk at calling or meeting with them. Call 640-4444 today. The Advocate's proud sponsor of the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas Now. A couple of the best defensive football players in the FCS not only played their college ball this fall in Montana, they also both come from Montana. Both of them were up for a big award on Friday night. Neither one of them won it. What gives with the FCS National Awards, particularly neither Patrick O'Connell from the Grizz or Troy Anderson from the Bobcats winning the Buck Buchanan Award? Keep it right here. CSPN Radio. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
I can't believe you didn't even get a complimentary granola bar. Nothing. Man, I, I couldn't even find water. I I'm even... sitting in here getting free coffee. I mean, you even paid me back the 20 bucks you owe me. <laughs> I'm getting treated good, man. I'm sorry that you had to sit there and starve like that, Coulter. Well, and the worst part about it was uh, the bathroom was three floors up. So every time you had to use the bathroom, you got to sprint to the third floor, miss all the game. Oh, man, climbing stairs. Count me out. I'm with you. <laughs> Duanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Duanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Great pleasure to have Tommy Evans back on the board for at least a day. Uh, Andrew Houghton is on his way back from Bozeman. He was covering the Montana State-Montana men's basketball game. I lead with the, the uh, Bobcats in that read because MSU posted a 66-59 win over uh, University of Montana last night in Bozeman. So big win for the Cats. Uh, MSU has not defeated the Grizz in men's basketball since 2017, and uh, that's only the second time they've defeated them uh, since 2009, and and only the second time Montana head coach Travis DeCure in his eighth season has lost to MSU. So Danny Sprinkle gets his first Cat Grizz victory, and he will join us tomorrow here on Nuanas. Now, a little bit more from the Montana Football Hour, which is presented in part by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank has 36 locations throughout the state of Montana. It's only in Montana for Montanans by Montanans. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking today. Uh, a text in from a listener, and you can always text us, participate in the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And uh, this listener says two things. First of all, I think I hear a lot of people implying that MSU players, fans, or people associated with Montana State in general are making all these excuses for losing the game, such as if Malat hadn't gotten hurt, they wouldn't have won, or they would have won. Uh, if it hadn't rained, they would have won. I'm just saying I haven't heard one person say that. I'm not saying that it hasn't happened. I just haven't heard that from anybody. Uh, the, the listener goes on to say, uh, Jeff Welsh, Billings Gazette sports editor, wrote two columns that are basically chastising MSU people for whining and making excuses about this game. I have not, in fact, uh, read Jeff Welsh's stuff yet. I haven't read uh, most of the postgame stuff because I've been working on my own, but I will get to reading that probably tonight and tomorrow. And uh, he said he doesn't make any reference or any citation to anyone actually saying anything like that. It just appears to be a preemptive strike against MSU people. I don't know. People get emotional on this kind of stuff, so maybe uh, – We'll follow it up. Uh, maybe we will follow up with uh, just the way that this is all played out. But, uh, you know, I th- two things can be true at once, right? Montana State had a whole bunch of misfortune and things not go their way. And Tommy Malak getting hurt really deflated them and took the wind out of their sails and really took the wind out of their fan base that was down in Frisco, Texas. That can be true while also North Dakota State just being way better than Montana State and everybody else in the country can also be true. That's what I believe. I think that no one was going to beat that North Dakota State team on Saturday. Nobody. And I don't know who's going to ever beat them again. I mean, they certainly might have a loss here or there. But you're talking about 10 total losses in the last 11 seasons. Nine national championships in the last 10 years. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're, They're totally peerless. One of the other... Pieces of controversy. We'll probably have to circle back around to this because we don't have much time here left in the Montana football hour. But just the uh, the news portion of this was that both Patrick O'Connell, an outside linebacker for the Grizzlies, and um, Troy Anderson, a uh, inside linebacker for the Montana State Bobcats, were up for the uh, Buck Buchanan Award given to the top 
defensive player in the uh, FCS. Neither one of them won it. Congratulations to Florida A&M defensive end Isaiah Land. He had 19 sacks, which led the country. Still, I was very surprised that one of the two Montana guys didn't take it home. I thought they both had outstanding individual seasons. I thought if you if you know football and you watch film, what Troy Anderson does is different than anybody else in the country in terms of all the responsibilities he has and the versatility he has within Montana State's defense. And Patrick O'Connell, you'd be hard-pressed to find a guy ever in one of the, the power FCS conferences that had 14-plus sacks, 20-plus tackles for loss, and also 100-plus individual tackles. Standout and outstanding seasons from a couple guys from the state of Montana. We'll probably have to circle back around to just how disappointing it was that neither one of them won. Some of the voting was was certainly uh, questionable at best. On the note of the gap between North Dakota State and everybody else, you heard Bad Ends talk about it in the first segment, that they want to lead the country with physicality, and they want to um, always start and finish with their offensive line and tough defense. And they're, they are offensive linemen you right now. They're O-line you right now. And uh, they got all sorts of dudes who are now starting in the NFL. And I think a couple of the guys that played on that offensive line this week uh, are certainly, or this season, excuse me, are certainly on their way to play it on Sundays as well. But from Montana State's perspective, uh, this is our third consecutive playoff loss to uh, MSU, or excuse me, to NDSU. And, uh, you know, I guess it incrementally got better 52 to 10 back in 2018, 42 to 14 back in 2019, and 38 to 10 on Saturday, but still the saga remains the same. North Dakota State, the kings of the FCS. From Brett Vegan's perspective, he was a guy that was part of the architecture of the uh, Big Sky Cough, or of, of the North Dakota State Bison, excuse me, as the offensive coordinator uh, between two, 2011 and 2013. Uh, he was there for actually about eight years, but he was the uh, on national championship stabs in 2011, 2012, and 2013, and has then been gone since 2013. Here's what he thinks about the gap between uh, North Dakota State and everybody else in the FCS, including his MSU Bobcats. I think our guys know that. Um, you know, this is three consecutive seasons that's that's ended um, at the hands of NDSU. I, I think our guys are, they didn't need to be reminded of that. But, you know, um, I, I truly believe that that we continue to to close it, but they're they're not slowing down either. So I think that's... That's going to continue to be the message, guys. Um, you know, we made it to a certain point. Our, cha- our team's going to it's changed right now. We're going to be on to the 22 group of Bobcats, and um, we have to keep getting better every day. Uh, and that's, um, you know, that's in the weight room. That's as a program in general. You know, I, I think our uh, we got to keep pushing the envelope. I mean, that's... That's what North Dakota State's continued to do in every facet of that program. They've continued to push the envelope, um, and credit to them. Owing his Montana State Bobcats squad lost to NDSU 38-10 in the FCS National Championship game on Saturday, Frisco, Texas. Montana Football Hour presented by the Advocates here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio. Snow on the roads, cold temperatures, and distracted driving, that's all a recipe for disaster. If you've been injured in an accident and it wasn't your fault, you're not alone. 
The advocates are on your side and will handle the details of your case. All you need to do is relax and get better. No need to stress. Call the advocates instead. doesn't cost you a dime, so you have nothing to lose. Call 640-4444. That's 406-640-4444. As a longtime Grizz fan, I was certainly rooting for the Bobcats on Saturday. It's a text from a listener. And for the state of Montana and for the Big Sky Conference, I couldn't help but see the similarities of Tommy Malott's injury early in the Bobcat game compared to Montana's injuries when Cam Humphrey and Sammy Akim went down early in the James Madison game. Not sure either team would have won those games with those important players out as JMU and NDSU were both incredibly talented teams, but it sure took the steam out of both teams' sails. Congrats to the Cats for a great run. So that's a great text. Keep them coming. 888 That's 888-1029. And you can be a part of the show. Montana Football Hour, the last one for a minute. We'll probably circle back around to some Montana Football Hour uh, in March, but a cap on a phenomenal season. Thanks to everybody that was a part of it, all the players, coaches, that participated in this show as well as on Skyline Sports and, and joining us on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast. Particularly uh, good good thanks to our whole staff at Skyline for helping us push the content envelope all fall long. Shout out to Blake Hempstead and Tom Stuber and uh, Brooks Duana as well as Jason Bocci. Thanks to Ty Gregory for contributing throughout every single week as well. And I'll probably forget somebody, but uh, everybody that's helped. Uh, and, of course, Andrew Houghton, our producer here at ESPN Missoula, as well as uh, one of our writers at Skyline. It was an awesome season, and uh, we'll always be talking football all the way around here. But uh, certainly a fun one to cover all the way around the Big Sky Conference and all the way around the Treasure State. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty talking all things NFL playoffs and Bama, Georgia for all the marbles tonight. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.